Ladies and gentlemen, boys, girls, welcome to the GameDev.TV Community Podcast. I'm your host KB, and this podcast brings you the audio experience of GameDev.TV. Now, let's get right into the podcast. Hi, I'm Autumn Clary. I'm an environment artist at Unbroken Studios, and I'm here to talk about games. Yeah, games are the best thing in the world. Yeah. Especially this time, yeah. <laughs> so, when did you get started with games? Was it when you were younger, when you were older? Uh, First just experience. Games in general, just like them. I'm, I'm young enough to be lucky that uh, games have existed before I was born, and I have older siblings, mm-hmm. so uh, I was definitely that really annoying kid behind my older brother, like, just, like, what are you playing? Hey, what, uh, what is this game? Let me play. Can I play with you? What is this? And, uh, um, and I think specifically, I really sort of like fell in love with games probably when I got my first Game Boy uh, and played Pokemon and Metroid and just seeing these worlds that I can go to uh, outside of my everyday life was lovely. No, which Game Boy was it? Was it the Game Boy Color? Uh, I had the Game Boy SP. Uh, I remember <laughs> I had the old Game Boy Color, played some Donkey yeah. Kong. It was, a, it was a good Christmas when I got that Game Boy SP. <laughs> <laughs> which which Pokemon was it? I had a Pokemon Red. I read. Yeah, I think that's the one I had. Oh, and then I played later on Emerald. I think it was the Ooh, best yeah. one. Yeah. I uh, made the that, that was like my first mistake as a kid was like, oh, I have Fire Red, so I want to get another Pokemon game, and I got Emerald only to find out that they are very similar, <laughs> and. Uh, uh, they're the the dual games as they as they release, but yeah, I, I I don't know why they did that. To be honest, I never really understood it. But like, I I don't either. But people love it, so <laughs> yeah, because they would always have like let's say red or green, and then they would have like yellow, which is the mixture of both. And you're like, right? Why not just release that one first and then <laughs> not worry about these? But whatever. Right. I, and then they've got, them all. got sword and shield now. So yeah. Still doing it to this day. Yeah, they will never stop. I don't... <laughs> Video game did you fall in love with? Um, man, I. I think it's a hard one to choose because I I definitely played a lot of games as a kid. I mean, probably Metroid if if it was on the Game Boy or I, I really enjoyed that game as a kid. And then, uh, funny enough, dying as the first time and then finding out that Samus is a girl was surprisingly inspirational for me because mm-hmm. I, I silly as that is uh, was very exciting to be like, oh, she's Samus is a girl? Oh. <laughs> You're like, what? That could be me. <laughs> that could be me. <laughs> exactly. Nice. Now, did you always want to be an environmental artist? Um, I knew I wanted to be an artist from when I was a kid. But to be honest, I don't think it ever occurred to me that I could work in video games until I went to college, which is uh, pretty embarrassingly far to realize that uh, <laughs> you can work in video games. But... Um, I, it didn't really occur to me until I was, um, I actually went to school initially for illustration, and then uh, I, I realized that I loved 3D art, and um, 
that's where that sort of transition happened and then towards environment art. Nice. And then, so you said you started illustration. So did you draw before college? And... I did. Um, I loved just drawing people and things. Uh, I mean, yeah. Uh, <laughs> I, I liked, uh, I was really into digital, like digitally painting and Photoshop and photo mm -hmm. manipulation and those things. So. Like when did you start doing all that with Photoshop? And uh, pretty young. Um, I was probably, my school had like a computer lab with, um, it was my middle school computer lab. I think we had like, do you remember those like see-through Macs in there, which I thought were the like coolest. The giant Macs with like they were blue. Like, yeah, they were like blue. They had like the see-through going on. Yeah, um, yeah. <laughs> and I was in like a yearbook class and that's when I learned how to use those tools at the time which were still pretty it was pretty new for the school and it was really exciting for me and I just sort of took off from there uh, with that wow see that's really cool because then you get a lot of practice in when you're young uh, I really enjoy Photoshop and it's still something that I, I use today so uh, it did pay off <laughs> what was the best thing to draw when you were younger oh my gosh um I, well, I mean, I wasn't very good, but I, I loved to draw uh, faces a lot. I like drawing people. Um, I can't really remember if I had any OCs or like any characters that I went back to, but I would try to draw like my friends and just everyday life stuff. See, I try to draw people when I was younger. It's not happening. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, um, my mother recently showed me some of my my art when I was younger and I could say it very heavily leaned on some anime influences mm -hmm. and maybe maybe some classic deviant art looks of anime it's it's not very <laughs> hey, good but it's, it's still, it's still art. It's still yeah it's out. still worth it that that time spent is still absolutely exactly. worth it Let's get those 10,000 hours in exactly yeah <laughs> So then when you were in college, did you, how did you transition to 3 Um, I ended up having a, uh, like I couldn't take this illustration class that I needed and it ended up being this digital painting class that was aimed towards uh, the game program students. And that was the class that I ended up in because there was no more room in the illustration one. And oh. while I was in that classroom, I ended up talking to a lot of those uh, those students. And uh, I got introduced to Sculptress, which was pretty new at that time. And I was just goofing around in it in the classroom one day. And one of the other students was like, dude, you're a really good sculptor. And I was like, what are you talking about? What? And, you're like, no, what do you mean? No. And <laughs> What did you make for him to say that? I think I was, tr uh -huh. I think I was trying to make uh, like a cat and it looked like a bear and they were like, that's a great bear. And I was like, yeah, that's <laughs> what I was doing. <laughs> um, and it ended up, it, it made me realize that uh, I, I was far more interested in, more geared towards the game world than I was the illustration world. And mm -hmm. uh, the illustration that I wanted to do was in the entertainment field anyways. And when I realized how much I loved games, I just, I immediately ended up transferring 
uh, over to that um, that track into that sort of world rather than illustration. And then how different did it get when you transitioned? Or um, it pretty much the same? It was at, well, at first it was pretty similar because it was a lot of base classes, a lot of like fundamentals, because fundamentals are going to be about the same no matter what arts you're trying to do. Um, but then afterwards, when I was able to get into like 3ds Max, get into the Unreal Engine and uh, or Unity or uh, any game engine, the 3D software, that is like really where my love for it sparked. And I realized um, like illustration is wonderful, but I still get to use those skills daily in my um, 3D sort of world as well. Nice. And then do you think everybody's talented in being an art, or does it take hard work to get where you are? I absolutely think that it takes hard work. I don't really believe in talent. I think that uh, everybody is capable of of achieving, like like putting in the time and working towards getting the skills that you want. Um, I think occasionally there might be a savant out there, but uh for the most part i think that if you have the passion and you work hard for it and it might take you longer than some people and and everybody works at different paces and and everybody is on their own track and um it's like your journey is going to look different from others but every person is completely capable of building up the skills to be a great artist no i really like that because in everything, you feel like at the beginning, there's like a gap between big beginner and master. And you're like, oh, I can never get there. Like, oh, what they're making is insanely better than anything I could ever do. But it's like, no, practice the fundamentals, then slowly make your art better and better, get feedback. And then eventually one day you'll look at it and be like, huh, I'm making stuff that I thought I could never make. Exactly. And, and I, I mean, people who younger artists might look to still feel that way, too. They still are like, man, looking at their inspirations and they're like, why am I not like this? And, it, and it's it's more about continuing to just compare the last work you did to the next work you did and just keep trying to move yourself forward, forward rather than get like stuck being starstruck and thinking you can never make it, you know? Yeah. Also, the things that the time you're spending on looking at someone else's is wasting time. You could be improving yours. That that is true, and I mean, I do think that there is a great, uh, great thing to be learned from admiring other people's mm-hmm. art for sure, though. But yeah, of you're, you're right. You you should definitely like spend time on on your own work, and eventually you'll be at a place where mm-hmm. you know, your stuff yeah. is getting admired. Exactly. Because there's a lot of uh, game TV students in the forums where they'll post their like beginning art and. It's it's good, but like you know, it's the beginning work. So it's like they, you know, sometimes I'll see and they'll be like, you know, it's okay. Like here's my little pyramid. I'm like, no, like that's awesome. It's your first one. Keep going. Keep making yeah. more. And then like, there's other people who are doing amazing stuff too. And it's like I see like a year ago that there was like, oh, you know, just that pyramid. And now they got this like lighthouse with like a, a boat or in the blender or something where they made like yeah. uh, this cool effect. And you're like, wow, look, you actually like made progress. And even then, like you said before, it takes time. So someone might take a year, but someone might take two years. Mm-hmm. It just depends. 
I don't know if you've ever seen, there's been like a meme online where people post uh, their artwork from when they started to now, and there's like any range between two years and 10 years. And, and I love those because it really does show that like the, the dedication towards it, like you will improve. You might not see it, but if you keep putting time in, you will improve. So I, I love those little images of someone's work from yeah. 10 years before and then yes. now. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> like, see, it's possible. You don't just wake up making like, no. the oh best, my gosh, especially no. AAA art and the 3D models. Oh, no. Oh, yeah. That takes, that takes a long time. Oh, yes, it does. <laughs> now, why do you think some artists don't improve? Um, I think, hmm, I think that some artists don't improve like maybe they plateau. I think a plateau is probably a good way to describe it. Um, and I think it can get really easy um, to get worn out um, if you are trying to do the same thing over and over again. Uh, it can be really easy to have like an artistic fatigue. And I mean, this is something I think that artists can completely come back from too. Um, but it, it can get hard sometimes and, and you can catch yourself in plateaus. And um, I mean, it's just sort of, I, I think to get out of those plateaus, it's probably the easiest to do some self-reflection and just think about trying something new for a little bit. Uh, take a different point of view on, on your work. And yeah. Nice. I like that answer. Now, Getting into uh, Unbroken, when when you left college, where was your first job? Was that Unbroken or was that somewhere else? Somewhere else. Um, my funny enough, my first job out of college uh, was being a, a game design teacher at a high school. Um, Interesting. So how'd you go from yeah. that environmental art to being a game design teacher? So I was still actually in college. Um, when that happened, it was, I, I had a friend who was moving out of the country and that was her position at this art school and at this like high school art school. And um, there were a couple of candidates, but I was offered the position and then went through the process. And so at the same time that I was still going to school, I was also teaching kids how to make like simple games and uh, like, very very basic beginner 3d stuff and uh honestly it was so impressive sometimes though i mean you could these like i mean children if once they had the tools were really capable of making some awesome stuff mm -hmm. wow that's cool so did they, did they teach you game design did you kind of like yeah i i mean i built up the curriculum for them and uh they made little games and um it was yeah yeah it was I think I answered then, that correctly. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then, well, so then all of the, the curriculum you made, did you have to, did you like learn that through college? Like, game, like doing games? Oh, yeah, well? absolutely. It was, okay. um, it was learned through, I mean, I, at this point, this was like my senior year in school, yeah. and I had done plenty of projects at this point. And um, so it was a lot of from learned, just like, projects I had done outside of school and projects I had done inside of school and the things that I thought were most important for the very basics. Oh, so you made games while in school? 
Oh yeah, yeah. I think while in school, um, there was a lot of I, I wouldn't call them full games. There was no, definitely like yeah. projects and uh, that were completely valuable, even if they weren't like published or didn't like go anywhere or make any money. But they were something I got to make with the team, and that in itself was super valuable. Okay, yeah. So you're definitely ready for games. <laughs> and then um, after. I was a high school teacher. I worked on a film for a short period of time on a 3D film that was made in Unity. Um, mm -hmm. And then from there, I went to Unbroken. Okay. Yeah. And then how was the process getting into Unbroken? Was that, uh, was that tough? Um, it w I think I was pretty, pretty nervous because it wasn't my first game studio interview. And I mean, I had been through that process a couple of times. But um, I had a phone interview, which was, I think phone interviews are probably my least favorite because I can't see anybody. And yeah, I, you <laughs> <say hello. laughs> I, get, I get a little nervous. But, um, and then I had an in-person interview. And at that point, I think they had decided that I was a right fit for the position. And um, I was joined onto the studio. Now, what was it like working at a studio compared to like going to school? Was it a completely like, culture shock? Um, I think that there is a little bit of a culture shock. There's, it's it's much more relaxed <laughs> than. Uh, I mean, obviously there are deadlines and you and you have to get things done. And yeah. Uh, but there is. Um, I think I took a lot a little bit too seriously in college, and then when I finally uh, got like the gig, the job that I wanted, um, realizing that I don't need to be so scared all the time and, and that I'm completely capable of my job and, and you know, still maintaining friendships and being happy. And I hope that answered what you asked. <laughs> oh no, it was a perfect answer. And then did you get any like mentors while you were in Unbroken like to help you out getting started? Oh my gosh, yes. I I think I was super lucky to um, have my art director when I first came on. He was really wonderful. Um, and uh, like, especially at first getting used to certain tools, uh, my art director was wonderful and, and making sure that I understood what I was doing and there was some leeway to get used to new things before like fully getting onto the project and being handed out tasks so. yeah and then uh, was there a lot of like feedback given to you and how important do you think that was uh feedback is wonderful I love feedback <laughs> feedback is is super great um it's I mean at work especially because you don't want to be working on something for a really long time and then turn in your work and then they're like oh this doesn't match the art style at all or or this is completely different it's wonderful to um whenever i have a question i can go to my art director i can go even to other my peers i i can go to a lot of people at my studio and ask them their opinion on my work and it, it really helps guide my my work process nice and then when do you ignore those advices and then when you take them in and actually listen to them? Um, from a 
So from like a student's point of view, um, it can be easy, at least for me, it was really easy to take every critique as correct <laughs> and every single critique as yes this this is absolutely the thing i should change and i immediately change it mm -hmm. and if you always do that you can end up sort of damaging what you had special with your like let's say a portfolio piece okay. yeah. uh to begin with and you might sort of fall out of love with what you have you might not feel as connected to it um I do think that there is times when you should you should listen to everybody's critique, but you can't take a hundred percent of it. There is some critique that you're going to have to understand just might be their opinion rather than their knowledge of how art works. No, I agree because sometimes people just say things just because like you know it would look better with this, but they really don't understand what you were trying to go for. Exactly. Just from like you know. Some people cool. just have different aesthetic preferences, yeah. and uh, I I tend to tread more carefully if it's somebody is like, I think it would look better with purple, and you know, it, it's... Uh, you were like, really? <laughs> you, you, you just have to, um, and it's definitely a learning process, you're not going to be good at this right away, but you do have to sort out... Uh, critiques that are valuable versus those that aren't. Going into the quarantine, how has that been like for you? Um, surreal. Um, this, I think probably most people feel that way. Um, but my studio did a really excellent job of transitioning from office work to at-home work. Um, and I mean, I still am working the regular work hours and um, it's surprisingly been um, well. I guess it's just gone really well and I feel pretty lucky. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. I see you got featured on LinkedIn and uh, Twitter and everywhere. <laughs> yeah, my uh, my studio did these dev diaries where you just say a little bit about how it's been going. And on, on that, I talked about how since the quarantine, one positive thing to come out of it is that I do get to see a lot of my coworkers in a different light. I get to see a lot of their other activities that they do um, and other things that they're good at, which has been wonderful. That's awesome. Yeah, because I saw you put like it's a great community. You, you get to learn more about like your QA testers playing a guitar. Yeah, like, yeah. Like, you feel like one big family, which is cool. I think that's really nice. To be we even even before the quarantine, um, like my coworkers are people I would hang out with outside of work, um, mm -hmm. and so it makes a lot of sense that the transition over that hasn't gone away. So. Uh, we do movie nights where we'll all tune into somebody's stream together and we'll all watch a movie together still. Uh, sometimes we'll just talk to each other on video chat after work. Um, it's still, it still feels like a people who really care about each other and it's, it's really valuable and I'm, I feel very lucky. Mm -hmm. No, I think it's very important because I've done a few uh, episodes with some people and they'll be like, yeah, like here at Naughty Dog, like culture is really important and like 
that's one of the main things is like, can you work well with the team? Because if you don't, like, you can be really good, but it just doesn't doesn't match with what we're trying to do here. Oh, absolutely. I can't agree yeah. with that more. Like, you, like you could be the best artist in the world, but if you're a big jerk, I don't, I don't think you're gonna get far. Yeah, <laughs> like, I know. And um, it, yeah, I it, it's it's really wonderful to be working with people who uh, really care about each other. So I don't yeah. know you, but like when I work with someone who's like my best buddy, like they're also like really really good at what they're doing. It's like you both want to just crush it and like produce the best work <laughs> and, and like make exactly. it happen because you're just like yeah, this is what we do. Exactly. Yeah. More of that. Can you imagine like a whole team of people just being like, "Let's go! Let's crush this! Let's make the best game possible." And it's really exciting when you get to see, um, like my uh, other artists on my team with me when they post their work. I'm really excited to see their work. I'm really excited to see how our game is improving in a certain way, or or, or how things are going. And yeah, it it is really exciting. Now, what's been the most challenging part of your career? How did you um, do it? I think the most challenging part of my career has honestly probably come from within. It's probably a lot of, especially at the start, uh, a lot of uh, like transitioning between teaching and, and working on a film and then, and then working at the studio. I, I think I had a lot of self-doubt and uh, a lot of anxieties and... Uh, the way that I, I think I got through that was that I've been really lucky to always have a pretty good network of people around me who who care, who continue to encourage me to be creative and try new things. And um, But yeah, I, th I think that's probably been the hardest part. And I mean, I, st I think most people still deal with that from time to time, but it's nothing like it was at the start, so... Now, why do you think you had that much like self-doubt? Was it like you thought your art wasn't good enough or you just didn't think you were ready for a studio? Um, I definitely had doubts that like, oh, maybe my art's not good enough. And, and I think this is something a lot of artists go through is, is that feeling like they aren't good enough. Um, and it's, uh, it's, it's strange because there's a lot of wonderful artists out there who I know who also experience the same things and, and I can look at yeah. their art and I can look at them and I'd be like well I know that they're a great artist and I know that they're doing good but when you have to look at yourself it, it can become harder to be mm -hmm. a judge of that that's true it's like you your harshest critic and you're not you're like your biggest fan when it should be like your biggest fan and your harshest critic yeah <laughs> exactly yeah. you need both right yeah, exactly yeah you have a critical mm -hmm. eye and also be like you know what you're killing it like you're doing great keep going Right, exactly. <laughs> yeah, I see that a lot, and even like I'll feel that like self that like oh I'm not good enough programmer like oh but no like, and then the students in the uh, game the TV when they post something and I'm like oh it's cool and then I'll see a little comment underneath being like you know I think it was okay I'm like no like whoa like why you gotta <laughs> add that in there like no it's, <laughs> it's just, like, just like it's it's a yeah. difficult thing though because it comes in everything especially when something is like new and and unknown mm -hmm. you're like i don't know even though i've been practicing this it's like this situation is unknown to me i'm not i'm not ready it's like you'll never be ready you really just have to just go for it and, and use what you know to get to get by exactly. until you become confident that's really how it goes 
Yeah, it's kind of, it's, I know it's the cliche, but the, the sort of fake it till you make it, it I think it really does have a point <laughs> sometimes, like, really just, if you can't believe in yourself at the moment, pretend that you believe in exactly. yourself, yeah. but eventually you'll get there. <laughs> there you go. Well, because no, sometimes, too, it's like the things you need to be good at, you really can't learn unless you're in that situation. Mm-hmm. So you, you really do have to sometimes get yourself in there, fake it, but then learn as fast as you can mm-hmm. and exactly. make it, yeah so yeah. only the the brave will survive or something like that <laughs> yeah. so after all that did you think that our school was worth it or did you think you could possibly learn that on like self-education i really i think art school was really valuable um i had access um i went to laguna college of art and design um okay. And I really had access to a lot of great uh, teachers and resources. I do think I probably should have gone to community college for my general education. Uh, but hey, you know. Um, <laughs> and we can't change the past. It's okay. <laughs> it's okay. But other than that, no, I, I think art school, I mean, not only did I have these great teachers and these resources, I also was creating like these friendships there that um i mean were were so wonderful and i I had other people who were going through the same experience at the same exact time with me um which i loved a lot and i think is wonderful Um, but at the same time like if you are on your own if you can't afford to go to college you absolutely can learn these things online so it's it's all about what's right for you and what's right for your fit but Mm -hmm. yeah and now for someone wanting to start, like what would what would you what would you do? What would be like your first like fundamental practice in art? To to start art altogether or, or let's, 3D let's modeling? Let's go simple. Let's let's do yeah, 3D modeling. Not, yeah. 3D modeling. Art could be anything. <laughs> <laughs> um I would definitely um absolutely look at people who inspire you. Um and if you wanted to get started, I do think the easiest resources nowadays is, is YouTube. You can definitely go into YouTube um, or there's there's like wonderful places online to learn about 3D resources. Uh, there's Blender, which is, is free. And uh, I know Blender is so neat. And there is... Um, or there's like sculptress, like free, uh, like the, uh, modeling programs, like just, I, I recommend just like dipping your feet in. And I know that it can, 3D programs can be really intimidating at the start of it. But as soon as you learn how the, the tool works on its own, you're going to have a much better time. And you're going to, uh, you're going to realize that you are capable of yeah. creating some fun stuff and, and start off simple, make simple something simple uh and work your way up from there you know like don't don't start off by being like i'm going to recreate this battleship from 1990 i don't know whatever but uh start very simple and work your way up exactly make a car a simple car not not a that might even be too far (laughs) you're right that might be too (laughs) block cars um make a a well (laughs) i with my students, I always uh, recommend that uh, if you're more interested in like textures and stuff, texture a simple cube. Like, 
Texture the simplest thing you possibly can first. Create that, turn that cube into a rock. How does it, what does a rock look like? And start off very simple, start off with very simple shapes and, and have fun with that before you move on to bigger things. No, I agree. And now how do you get over the uh, blank page? Like you're like, all right, what am I going to make today? And then you're just staring at it and you're like, I don't know where to start. Oh man, I, I love, um, I love randomness to get over that. Um, I love uh, adding in, because sometimes it can be hard to come up with your own ideas or you're just like, ah, nothing is really like calling to me today. And that's okay. Not everything has to be in 100% inspirational piece. Um, but like if you're sculpting, like just adding in random shapes and just playing around is is good enough because you're putting you're putting in the time and you know you're there that's true yeah take that first step mm-hmm. and it's actually that's in a lot of things too it's like you know i'm not i'm not like let's say writing for instance you're trying to write mm-hmm. something and you're like i don't know where to go but let me just start writing pages like senses mm-hmm. and then after a while you're like you know what i got this idea and then you're off to the races you're like an hour or two hours goes by and you're like oh my gosh like look where i'm at and in the beginning exactly. you were like i didn't know where to start yeah yeah, I like that, like, though, yeah, just start randomly, like, adding shapes and see what happens, and then you might get inspired, and, yeah. Especially with digital sculpting, I think that's pretty wonderful, and you can you can create some really amazing stuff that you didn't know you had in you, because you start off with these, like, random blobs thrown together that you've, like, pulled in different directions, and then all of a sudden you're like, oh, hey, here's a face, I see a face here, or, oh, I, I, I see how this would look this way. Um, mm-hmm. Sort of like looking at clouds. Like sometimes you need to look at randomness to pull something out of it. Mm-hmm. No, I agree. It's the same with like game design itself. Like go out there in the world and experience it so you can then have references to make your own games. But also like mm-hmm. art. It's like go out there and see some stuff and maybe exactly. quickly sketch it to be like, how does this look? And then build like references in your mind. I learned that when I was doing this like drawing course. Mm-hmm. And it was just like draw a bunch of different things. So that way when you go to like draw a bigger scene, you, you know how to draw that like purse you know how to draw that fire extinguisher you know how to draw like that yeah, car. yeah. Well, draw, drawing in particular drawing from life is wonderful it's mm-hmm. absolutely great now what do you like more 3d modeling or drawing uh i personally i, I love 3d modeling uh i think if you were to ask me that when i was a kid i would say drawing and uh i still admi- didn't know <laughs> i <laughs> i still admire uh illustrators and like key artists like there is still some incredible art that inspires me out there but um 3d modeling there's just something that is so tangible and the process of taking your piece from just like a low poly block out into your final high-res object with these textures that you've painted on it like that whole process uh i connect with a lot more and it feels like magic every time that you finish it i'm like wow how did i how did this happen did i do what yeah, especially if you Good render point. it you're like what oh yeah so that's if you throw it into yeah. a renderer you're yeah. like ooh. dang what <laughs> i made that yeah. yeah but uh so when you were practicing did you like too many lessons and then make something or did you have like a project that you were like how did you learn the best um i Let's see how did I, I I usually had projects that's that's how I I liked going through with like lessons especially like while in school like you're handed out an assignment 
and then you go through the process of it. Um, it's usually how I do it, or if I was doing something on my own, I usually have somewhat of an idea of the outcome, and then uh, along the learning process along the way, uh, it usually turns into something else, and uh, I still found a lot of useful things, but um, yeah, it, it's just, I have an idea, and then I just try to go from there, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That makes sense because it's like, I don't know, sometimes you can feel, you know, you've done so many different like tutorials that you're like, oh, let me go make my own. But then it might be a confidence thing where you're like, I don't know where to go. Let me go find another tutorial instead of like, you know what? You have it in you. Just start making it. And then I feel yeah. like it's a block that I've seen with a lot of people. I have it with myself. But like, how do you think someone can get over that? Just like I definitely think follow following tutorials at first is wonderful because it helps you get through the process. You know how it should feel each step along the way, um, and getting over that. I think uh, there's there's a lot of just sort of making yourself do it. I know that sounds weird, mm -hmm. but and and again, like I said before, start small. Don't don't put yourself into a project that's gonna take you like. 12 months to complete give yourself something small if you're in a rut give yourself like if you're an artist you're like I want to do something when I was really in a rut um I remember at a certain point I think it was like in October of one year I forced myself to sculpt a pumpkin every day which is is really simple and from there something super simple it sparked more imagination and more creativity along the way and then I didn't want to do just a pumpkin anymore. I wanted to do skulls. I wanted to create candles. But if I created like this whole haunted 3D scene. And so I, I highly recommend starting small uh, of even objects that are just simple everyday life objects. So when you draw the pumpkin, do you draw it from your like, memory or do you draw it with like uh, references? Oh, I usually will pull up references um, mm -hmm. and deviate off of it from there. Um, and... Uh, Pumpkins are, I can, I can, I think most people can see what a pumpkin looks like in their head. It's, it's pretty yeah. easy to know if something doesn't look like a pumpkin. But I, I always recommend you look up reference. Reference is wonderful, and you should always uh, keep that in the background at the very minimum. Yeah. And then, so what's the process like for making art from broken, it's like, or like three D models? Do you start making it? Do you like plan beforehand? Do they give you so like it's. At a studio, it's absolutely planned beforehand. Um, mm -hmm. Like we have great designers who come up with these levels, and uh, we work closely with them to uh, build out the models for the levels themselves. And uh, the models go through the process of most of the time it's like low poly to a little bit higher poly and then you unwrap it and then you uh, maybe sometimes it might need like a, the full high poly where you like really go in and sculpt things and then uh, obviously through this whole time getting feedback um, re-editing things going back and forth but um, at a studio in a studio setting it is really planned out <laughs> So then, for instance, what would be like an example? They give you like, hey, make a, a gun, like a big baby <laughs> gun or something, and then uh -huh. you just make it the way you see it, or they have like... Um, usually, so uh, there is, uh, sometimes there's a conceptor, and then the mm -hmm. conceptor will give you the 
the concept and a designer might give you a uh, details on what what they um, have in store for this item yeah and um, uh, sometimes if if there isn't a conceptor your art director will give you reference photos they will give you um, maybe other inspirational artwork to guide you um, so you're definitely not in the dark <laughs> when so, yeah, that it. actually sounds really nice because then it beats yeah. the whole blank page thing because it's like it, here's a reference <laughs> just it around see what happens and then absolutely yeah. <laughs> cool. okay, I think that I think it's a lot of people when it's just like, I don't, I don't know where to start. But yeah, if you have references, if you have all these things, and it's just like add your spin to it and twist. Exactly. And um, if you're like really stuck and on your own, like there's like random object generators online and uh, you can definitely find guidance in other ways if uh, you don't have it on your own. Mm -hmm. no, I agree. Now, what would you? What do you do in your free time? Do you draw anything, or not draw anything? But do you, I, do you model anything? I actually, in my free time, um, I art-wise, I I like trying other artistic things. Like I'm really into film photography, and I also really like to watercolor. Um, okay. I I think this is just from years of 3D modeling that. At, at the moment during this quarantine, it's nice to take a small break and uh, do some other stuff. But of course, I still love to 3D model on my own and make my own projects as well. well of course, you want to change it up mm. since you work on it every day. Yeah, that's <laughs> yeah. cool. Though. Have you ever, has your, the uh, film photography influenced your 3D art? Um, I so I started I started in film photography when I was a teenager, and I definitely think that. Uh, photography, pretty much any other art form that you do is going to be benefit your main art form. There, you are not going, trying out other things is never going to detract from your skill. Um, and I like that, yeah. <laughs> and I, sometimes I, you can feel like you're jack of all trades and then you're like, I'm not good at anything, but mm -hmm. it can help yeah. you out. And then apparently the original quote was jack of all trades, master of one. So it's like, yeah, learn everything and then become a master of one of them. I love that. That's wonderful. Cause I, when I first started out in college, and once I was on the uh, in the game pro like track, I had a really hard time because I wanted to do everything. Yeah, that's uh, me too. <laughs> and I I wanted to learn how to do character stuff. I wanted to learn how to animate. I wanted to uh, figure out how to work the node systems and. Um, and I think it really benefits that I did try all that stuff out, but that I have stuck in stuck in i have stuck to one path <laughs> it works we'll make it work yeah but yeah <laughs> you know yeah because then later on and you can use everything you like messed around with with mm. your art mm -hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. you ever watch the show avatar the last airbender of course <laughs> oh yeah it's like uncle iroh when he was just like all the elements and then take them together and you can make like lightning with the uh, water and fire I always imagine that when I talk about like, hey, like learn all these things so that way you can put it into one skill and then like you make something uniquely because you didn't just study artists, you studied everyone else. Yeah, that's awesome. I, I like that a lot. Now, what should someone, what would you say to someone if they were like, hey, give me like a challenge so I can improve my skills every day? Well, funny enough, um, 
a challenge to improve. I, I would actually say you should try other things outside of your skill. Yeah, you can see uh, <laughs> works perfectly with that. Um, and because the worst thing, and I, and I don't mean all the time, but uh, a challenge to, to try things outside of your normal practice, um, maybe related, um, but the worst thing that can happen is that you hate it and you've just gained a new appreciation for what your future teammates might do. And you've gained a bigger understanding of, especially in game design, uh, you've gained a better understanding of the bigger picture. Um, like I, I think I, I've one point during this game project that was due, I, our, our game, or sorry, our coder ended up dropping out of school the day before it was due and they told us that they hadn't done much for it. And, um, it was terrifying because I never wanted to look at code and I didn't want to do anything with it. And I overnight ended up having to do most of the code of our like little level project that we had. Oh, and uh, thankfully the that? internet, the internet existed <laughs> thankfully. So uh, I, that was where most of my health came from, but it, um, what kind of level was it? It was just a platformer. It was, it was just, okay. um, Oh, so you made like the jump and the... yeah, it was just from point A to point B, like yeah, pretty pretty that. basic yeah. beginner stuff. And that's still pretty cool. Look at you knowing everything. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, no, I don't really know that much about coding. But the but my takeaway from it is that I do have a really big appreciation for the people who code on our project, and I and I do have while it might be a really tiny nugget, I do have a nugget of knowledge on that aspect of the game and. Um, I, I mean, I really think that it is very helpful for, um, for artists to try things outside of their comfort zone, because the best thing that can happen is that you did learn something that you can take back to your main, um, practice that you can use all the time as well. And so that is a benefit from trying things, um, outside. Mm -hmm. oh, yeah. And... I love what you said about the big appreciation because, mm -hmm. you know, it's like you don't know until you try it what they're going through. And if you can understand, like, every little role, you can be like, oh, you know, it's just they're doing something very complicated just as I'm doing something complicated. So it's all like we got this together. Not like, oh, they're just programming. It's not a big deal. It's like mm -hmm. it is. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. And what's your uh, favorite part about being an environmental artist? Ooh. What's my favorite part about it? I... Man, I I think I flop back and forth between because there are different aspects to being an environment artist, and sometimes I really love being able to tell a story just with um, sort of props, as as you could say, or in props that I've made throughout a scene. And then other times I love getting caught up in the process. I love getting caught up. Um, loving this texture that I'm working on and just being really into these colors or really happy about a sculpt. So I think there's a lot of things to appreciate. Mm -hmm. So let's see, what would you say to your 18 year old self? Um, I, ooh, okay. Uh, probably tell myself to, while my art is important, 
probably have a little bit of fun here and there. And like your art's gonna be there, but if you're not living life, you know, it's uh, I, I think life experience absolutely helps your art. And so I think I probably would have loved, I think to tell myself to make sure to have fun and experience life too. Wow. So like you were like what studying or practicing for like hours and hours every day. Yeah, and it, and honestly, at a certain point, it's not even helpful anymore. You're just sitting there, just driving yourself crazy, and mm-hmm. instead of actually making progress. And, um, yeah. No, that's a, that's a good one. Cause it's like you could say some, oh, like I'm just gonna study forever, every day, all day, twenty four seven, and one day when I make it, I'll have fun. And it's like, but like technically, especially with this industry, you'll never really make it there's always gonna be something new coming out always something new you can learn new skills new new, new stuff skills. you're gonna have to make it's and, like you're gonna and you have to you, you do have to like get to know people and you have to talk to people and there's no way that you can make real like genuine connections if you don't know how to interact and and like have fun in life and and be kind to people and you know go out there yeah and and how can you be passionate about a piece of art if you just don't have anything to be passionate about except that exactly like you can bring like oh my friends we did this and that and you're like you know what i want to make something that we talked about or something or i want to yeah. i traveled to this country let me make like recreate the pyramids or the eiffel tower <laughs> like you get like excited about things you're like yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. exactly right. yeah. now what's your favorite game um now right now yeah Oh, man. I can tell you what I'm playing right now. Does that work? That works. (laughs) Okay, because pretty much daily, I think I play Overwatch. Um, Oh, really? I love Overwatch. Um, I've been playing it since it came out. Uh, It's just really nice. It's really nice go-to. I really want to try uh, GTFO. That looks like a lot of fun. Mm -hmm. Um, I really have been playing a lot of Pokemon. (laughs) Oh, oh, there you go. That's why you know about the uh, Sword and Shield. <laughs> yeah, that's how I know about Sword and Shield. I haven't played an actual Pokemon game in forever. I think the last yeah. one was uh, Black and White. It's very Black. nostalgic. It's a very nostalgic experience to go. Okay, I gotta play it again. Like... I gotta. <laughs> it's very comforting. Mm-hmm. Um, and let's see what else have I been playing. I've been playing a lot of like um, games that you can play with other people. Uh, I mean. League. <laughs> oh, gosh, I'm so bad at that game. Really? <laughs> I'm not very good at Rocket League. I, that game. I don't know why. It's just so much fun. Just get on. No, it is so fun, but I'm just not good. Um, I am really excited for the new Vampire the Masquerade game. And because uh, that, that first game to come out was a really, really fun one for me. And gosh, there's so many good things coming out. Yeah. All this year, I'm excited for Cyberpunk. I cannot. Oh wait. wow! Yeah. Oh my goodness. It looks oh, it's got so cool. Reads, like, mm. I mean, how can you not love it, right? Exactly, right. <laughs> <laughs> Do you have a PlayStation? I yeah, PlayStation and a Switch. But I mean, I think I do most of my gaming on my PC though. Um, oh yeah, of course. Yeah. It's like superior. Yeah, superior. Yeah. <laughs> of course. <laughs> of course. But no, you're gonna get Last of Us too. Have you? Uh, well, yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah. And I, uh, I, I recently got uh, Grand Theft Auto Five and online. Just got so it that recently. I well, no, I played it before, but I've got oh, okay. online, so that way you can play that. Um, oh, I love and, online. Yeah, I'm pretty excited, and especially in this time, like right <laughs> now, like people, 
I think games are really needed, and uh, I think it's really awesome that they can create this communication. And uh, I love that everybody is. I I think most people I know, even if they're not gamers, they're playing games because yeah, everybody knows, especially like games like Fortnite mm-hmm. and like sport games mm-hmm. and Call of Duty. Those you get just all crowds of people. Oh yeah, for sure. I, and like video games, are like the new social media because it's like you go on, you hang out, you, you do something together, and yeah, it's like it's where people are going nowadays. And with VR and all the new stuff that's gonna be coming out soon, it's just like why and- not be in the game world? Exactly, and and I think that even more so than like Facebook or Twitter, through a game you can, you can create genuine like conversations, and you can mm-hmm. really talk to people in video games. And I mean, sometimes you're just goofing. And... Yeah, but no, <laughs> but... It's, it's true. It's like you experience stuff, so that you'll sometimes if it's so much fun, so like something happens and it's crazy, you'll never forget it. You like you exactly. remember that one time when call. Yeah, I'll be like, yeah, I remember that. Just like it happened in real life, if it did. Like you, you'll never forget those moments, and that's why exactly. I think video games are very important. It's just like mm-hmm. you have to learn to be disciplined, like in other things. Like don't play soccer twelve hours a day. Don't play <laughs> yeah. video games twelve hours a day, unless you want to become professional. Then, well, yeah, <laughs> right? Just, the negative stigma needs to like end, especially now with esports rising. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's, oh it's, I, it's I, I think it will. I think it mm-hmm. is something. I think it will go away with time, and and video games are really ingrained into everybody's life now whether whether you believe that or not like i i don't know a single person who doesn't have a game on their phone yes Yes. even my mom plays solitaire on her phone like even my mom plays word games gamer (laughs) now (laughs) exactly yeah nice yeah so that was uh that was an awesome conversation. Yeah, um, thank you so much. Oh, no, of course. And uh, one last thing is we like to uh, we do this challenge for all the students in the courses, and then we want to do the same for a podcast. So if you want to come up with a quick, like, challenge, it could be by anything. It could be environmental art. It to get be... the students to do after Ooh. the podcast. Yeah. Ooh, I'm actually going to go back to what we were talking about before. Whatever your discipline is, I challenge you to try the one that you least want to try. I, ch- I challenge you to test out. If you are terrified of coding, I, I challenge you to try out coding. If you don't find yourself to be a good artist, I challenge you to do it anyways. Uh, try new things and test out different skills. Look up a new lesson that you never thought you would do before. And see see what you are really capable of and, and appreciate those who do it all the time. Wow, that's that's beautiful. We're gonna have to add claps to that one. That's I think it's the best challenge we've ever gotten. <laughs> beautiful. But yeah, so uh yeah, thank you for coming on and um I'm gonna pass the mic to you to do any shout outs, any inspiration to end it off and yeah, thank you and uh Good luck with um, the Unbroken Studios, too. Shout yeah. out to them. I mean, yeah, They're I was about awesome. to yeah, yeah. say shout out to Unbroken <laughs> yeah, Studios, which is a wonderful place that I work at, and uh, I hope they're listening to this at some point. And <laughs> yeah, um, and feel free to follow them on Twitter. Follow me on Twitter. I don't really, I'm not very good at social media, but I'm on there sometimes, so. <laughs> Yeah, and uh, you can find me on ArtStation as well, but yeah. Well, that's it. Thanks for listening. You can find all GameDev.TV courses at courses.gamedev.tv slash courses or in the show notes with a 10% discount. 
get started with your game development journey today.